Hey there, it's the real Jason Duncan. I've got a special announcement for you really quick. I am hosting the Exit Lifestyle Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. 2022. You don't want to miss it. Go to theexitlifestyle.com to learn more. Go and talk to some people, right? Action. And take some action. And like for everybody listening, because when I, I, I know what happens when, when, when guests share things, things are going to come up, as I mentioned. It's going to evoke some emotion inside of people. You know what's going to come up? I don't know who to call, right? I don't know what to say. I don't want to look like a fool. My ego, okay, cool, man, awesome, what else you got? Start calling people. Hey, man, listen, this is what's up. Can you help me? That word, can you help me, is a very powerful word. In sales, in magic, in just everything. Hey, can you help me? People want to help each other. Most people, no, dude. Who's going to say that? If you come with authenticity, hey, Jason, listen, this is where I'm at. I know we just met, or I've you know, I known you for, you for a while. Can you help me? What do you need, Jay? That they may give you one thing that could literally change the trajectory of everything. In today's ultra-competitive business world, being a successful entrepreneur or business owner can be very challenging. Fortunately, contemporary times have blessed us with resources for tackling those challenges and getting us to success more quickly than we could have imagined. Welcome to The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs grow incredible companies. This podcast looks at the five keys to unlocking success as an entrepreneur. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason's mission is to use his gifts of teaching and leadership to help others get the results they want out of life. Join Jason every week and learn the keys to grow a truly successful business. Welcome back to The Root of All Success. I'm the real Jason Duncan. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. And you're going to want to see this today. This guest today is amazing, and we're still recording here at the Nashville uh, the Nashville Standard right here. This is 18,000 square feet of Southern sophistication and style. Uh, Jay, my guest today, I'll introduce in a minute. We had dinner here last night. It's a fantastic place. If you ever come to Nashville, you got to come look me up and I got to bring you here to the Standard. We got to hang out. So this is actually <clears throat> our last day of recording here at the, at the Standard for a while. We're going to move to a new studio uh, after after today's recording, but uh, glad that you're watching. If you're not watching and you're, wa you're listening to this on any of the podcast players, I also appreciate you listening. And I know most people listen on the podcast players, whether you're driving to work or you're walking the dog, you're working out. Thank you so much. And I know a lot of you, I know you're friends of mine and you tell me you listen and you like the show. So thank you. Thank you so much for subscribing. And every review we've ever gotten on the show so far is a five-star review. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for reviewing us so highly because the more reviews we get, the more uh, Apple and Stitcher and Spotify put us at the top of their list. That way more people can find the show. So make sure you go to the root of all find where you can go, whatever podcast player you listen, give us a good rating and review. I would appreciate that very, very much. And also a big shout out to C-Suite Radio Network who syndicates us and puts us out on all of the different players. So thank you, C-Suite, for you guys for doing that. So 
Let me introduce today's guest. The, today's guest is JJ. He is an uh, amazing guy. We had such a fun time last night getting to know each other. We met, this is a cool story, we met through Instagram, and that's why I love Instagram as a platform. I'm going to let him give his handle in a minute, but mine's the real Jason Duncan. You can find me there on Instagram. But we met, connected. He, he started following me. I started following him. We just kind of watched each other. And this guy has a million followers on Instagram, has a great Instagram game. You've got to go find him and he'll give his handle in a minute for you to know how to get in touch with him. But he started a, uh, he's a, he's an international speaker. He's been traveling 15, 15, 30 countries, a bunch of countries. We'll talk about where he's gone, how he did it. And he, in 09, he leveraged YouTube to get over 57 million views on his channel. And then he took that and he built a uh, PR agency called Ace of Spades. He helps people with their personal brand be seen as the number one in the space. He's got a great backstory. And then what he's doing now, he flew in all the way from Miami to be here in Nashville with us. But what he's doing now with Ace of Spades and how he's helping people build their brands is phenomenal. So you as an entrepreneur are listening to this, whether or not you have a current personal brand, today's story of success with Jay is going to be something you don't want to miss. So thank you for being here, and let me welcome JJ. Thank you for well, being good here. morning. Good morning. It's How you good doing, to man? See you. Good to see you, man. Thank you for being, letting me come and get, be part of your community, your people. Dude, this place is awesome, man. Like, this is like, this is like, when I feel like, th this is how I know I feel like a man. When I sit here, I'm in this kind of place. We had steaks last night. We had cigars. I'm like, I made it. <laughs> it's a little different than Miami, right? Listen, man, <laughs> Miami is that Miami is a completely different world, you know? Yeah. But like, this is what's great. You know, we, we connect and this is what's great about the world. Like now, you know, you take a plane, you can meet people and be in a whole different world, a whole different community. It's a two hours flight. And, you know, we connected last night and, you know, it was great to hear your story and why you got into this, what actually made you come yeah. alive with this. And relationships are really the currency, isn't it? It yeah. is. Relationships and your are, are the most valuable currency, as you said, and yeah. your, your reputation is what makes that happen. And so exactly. you've got a good reputation on Instagram, out there on YouTube. So well, that's how we met. But right. uh, you obviously don't have a Miami accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your accent. People a are like, bit. hang on a second, maybe he has that Miami sort of look, but where's the accent? It's Australian. Let's, yeah. So born in Australia, you know, just just wanted to explore the world, you know. Sometimes, and you know, and let me just share something too, Jason. I'm going to share some things today, and it's going to bring up some emotion from some of the guests because I'm going to be loud, but I'm going to be passionate about it. But like, I feel like someone has to, and I feel like maybe I can get away with it because I've got the accent. So, <laughs> you get, I, I can only imagine because I've not traveled internationally over to Europe and things like you've, you've traveled to so many different countries. I can only imagine yeah. that the American accent in other places gets the same kind of idea. I don't only imagine that that happens, but yeah. to hear Australian accents or Irish or English accents here in America, it's always people, yeah, I want to listen to that. I want to listen to that. Dude, I still use the Australian accent to get away with things all the time. <laughs> They're like, are oh, you not from here? No, I just came to America like five weeks ago. Oh, that's okay. He, he can say that. And I'm like, you suckers. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been here a long time. 2017, you know. Well, you know, it's a long time. It does feel like a long time, actually. You know, I really feel like, I was saying this to someone the other day, I feel like I understand enough about America and how American, general Americans think and the culture and the, the vibe. 
you know, of how yeah. people just do business and how they live their life. Like, well, it's not a ton different than Australia, I would imagine. I mean, now, of course, the world's a little different today, but generally speaking, the cultures are gotta be kind of the same, wouldn't you? Is that right? Well, it's a first world country, but it's, it's a completely different ideal. You know, I came here because I wanted to be in the land of opportunity, which I still think America is the number one place. You know, I, I, I put a story, post on my Instagram talking about how I struggled to get here, but I did that because I knew why what was gonna happen and the people and the careers and the cash and the, just the opportunities I could have by coming to this country. Cause you really can come here and do whatever you want. You know, in Australia, we have a big, a huge problem in, it was made in New Zealand, it's called a tall poppy syndrome. Do you know what this is? No. Tall poppy syndrome is where in New Zealand there is, it's in a poppy field, you know, poppy's the flower, right? Right. And there is a story of the poppy Two poppies, one poppy's taller, one poppy's smaller. And the little poppy says to the big poppy, hey, one day I want to grow up to be as tall and as big as you, and I'm going to be taller than you. And all the guys taller than him said, yeah, you can do it, you can make it. Yeah, we'll support you. Whatever happened, and this little poppy shot up. He, he, he grew really quickly, and they hated his success, so they cut him down, cut the stem down. And a lot in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand culture, it's called the tall poppy syndrome, where people don't want you to really be taller and bigger than them. They want you to be level. Where in America, it's like, if you want to start a bakery, hey man, you can do it. Like, work hard, do it, whatever you need. Success, success, success. In Australia, it's not like that. They, they sort of tend to get jealous and sort of pull you down. They don't want you to live that land of opportunity, go for your dreams life. It's like, it's called the you've done enough. And yeah. I call it like, it's in my way I bring it out to people. It's like, you yeah, man, you've got, you make 50 grand a year, we get health insurance, you have a boat, you have a car, you have a missus, you have a wife, it's enough. It's enough mentality. And I was like, I'm out, yeah. you know? And I always felt like, you, you, you throw ideas at people, and if you're in a culture that's in that 50 grand kind of mindset, that enough is enough, how are you expected to like grow? You, you tend to question yourself, yeah. you know? I, I, you know, there's a lot of that enough concept out there, and, yeah. I, and I don't wanna to get too political about it, right. but I don't, real, I, I don't like the concept of enough, because mm. on one hand, Right. Yeah, it, it is the opposite. A lot of people see it right. as the opposite of greed. So you've right. got this pendulum. On one side, it's greed, and the other side is enough. But the reality is, you, if you're just wanting enough, it's kind of selfish. I just want enough for me. I don't care about you. I just want enough for me. But the reality, I want to build generational wealth. Yeah. Because I don't want just enough for me. I want enough for me and my family, my family's family, my community, my world. Yeah. So I, I wonder why Australia and UK and New Zealand, I wonder why they're like that. I, I'm not expecting you to you know the exact answer, but it is really interesting because no. I've never heard that before. Yeah, man, tall poppy syndrome. There'll be people listening that will comment and be like, I've heard of that. And, you know, and I can speak so passionately about it because when I was traveling doing YouTube and as a speaker, a lot of the times I'd fly back home to see parents and like I'd still sometimes have my base. I would fly to Asia, do my event, stay there for two weeks, explore, travel, see if I liked the place to do business. But I would always come back to Australia and then, then there was a time where I moved over to Asia. But I would every time I would be in Asia, like Singapore or Vietnam or Thailand, Macau, like Hong Kong, Tokyo, 
your mind just goes, oh my gosh, like Australia is like 10 years behind, mm. right? And it's not to talk poorly about Australia. Like we have amazing things. We have health insurance. We're very laid down, like laid back down to earth mentality. We don't get caught up in the things Americans get caught up in yeah. and we're very safe. We don't have a gun problem because that was extinguished in I think 1976 by John Howard. I think it was 76 when someone came in, shot a school. He said, that's it, next guns out right and we're not going to talk about the gun problem but we don't have those the, the issues a lot of americans are coming today you know yeah. i come back to australia jason i was like this is i love it but this is not where i'm going to shine mm. like and i'm a big believer of like listen you can't change your environment like you can only change yourself i can't change the country so if it's not working there's 196 of them that's just and i know this because i was like did this, you, I work with YouTube and they gave me the stats of my reports one day and Google was telling me, sorry, you know how many countries you've been seeing it? I'm like 40, they're like 160. I said, firstly, is there even 160 countries? Yeah, no, like you mean there? cities? No, no, you, you're, you, you know, I work with Google. Like I was a big player in YouTube at the time. You have a great relationship. When, you, when you're making them that much money, you get a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> so I had an account rep and she said, you know how many countries you're in, Jay, your channel? I said, no, she said, your face is in 160 countries. I said, wow. So what I realized with that is there's a lot of countries that if something's not working for you, if you're not finding maybe your partner in one country, jump. Yeah. <laughs> like you, no one said you can't go. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity out there anywhere. Dude, there's Europe, you got your country, you got Europe, you got Asia, you got America, you got an island. Like who's stopping you? Well, so we're glad that you're here on this show to right. talk about that story. So Australia, Come, right. to, come to the U.S. after stops in many countries along the way. America was the last. Yes. Yeah. And best. And save best. The best for yeah. Last. Save yeah. the best for last. It's the land of opportunity. I know in spite of the fact of what we've been going through over the last couple of years, it's still the land of opportunity. Success can happen for anybody. And uh, it's not going to happen for enough mentality people. You know, if you've got the enough mentality, it's not going to happen for you. You, you. Yeah, you'll be with enough mentality people. Exactly. And then, you know, and look... There's nothing wrong with making 50,000 a year for some people. For me, it's not gonna work, right? You know, I know some people may go, that's disgusting you'd even say that because it's, it, it's terrible how much that is. I said, look, some people are very good at making 75 a year with their kids. Dude, that's, I don't, I don't know how they feel and if they're content, right? Let, uh, whatever, but I know for me, what I wanna do and where I wanna go, we need cash uh -huh. to go create those choices. Yeah. and to live the life that I want. It's about opportunities, it's about impact, it's right. about creating right. opportunities for other people. Yeah. Greed greed is the worst side of the attitude that people are perceiving in you, but that's not what you're saying. It's not about greed, it's not about right. consumption. And like the, the, the parable about the, the, the rich person, Jesus talked about the rich person who had a lot of grain, so he built more barns, put the grain in, built more right. barns. It's like, you're not, you're not making an impact, you're right. just greedy holding onto it, and he was reprimanded for that. So let me ask Jason, you. Do you know if I can jump in? It's, it's yeah. sometimes very much, and this is the same even the space that I play today. It's very much black and white, like yin and yang. Like it's like poor or greed. It's it, there's never. I don't. Know, I feel like people. It's like this pendulum pendulum of like this way or this way. Yeah. It's like you're right. Like it's no, it's not. Like who who's infusing people's mindsets with that? You know. Like I remember people even talking about it. If you say. Hey, I'm really happy I did, you know, I, I made my first $10,000 a day. 
very few people like congratulations oh look how look look at you look how selfish you are look how look how full of yourself you are hey man listen congratulations on that if someone drives down the street in a lamborghini what do most people a lot of people do I, I look, oh, look at this guy sure. i'm going to scratch the car this guy's full of himself <clears throat> What about, hey man, congratulations. I remember seeing this guy in Singapore, right? He was on, he was like, it was like, a, Singapore, Asia money is like, they want to show it off, right? Yeah. It's like sort of the Chinese mentality. Crazy rich Asians, right? Crazy That's rich Asians, dude. <laughs> dude, when I was, and I'm Asian too, so I'm allowed to, just what everybody knows, I'm Asian, right? So people are like, well, you know, I'm Sri Lankan, so it's part of Asia. So in Asia money, it's like not American, Asian money is different. I don't know how to explain it. Well, it's like Middle Eastern money. And it's, it's so when I was different. in Dubai, people think Americans are rich. They are. Dubai, they look at you like, that's a Monday for me. <laughs> it is so <laughs> like different. Like I spend that on a Monday between 9 and 10.30. You spend that over the week at a, like, don't even talk to me. But the point of the story is like in Asia, when I was there, there was a guy with a really, it was one of those brand new Lamborghini Aventadors or something, one of those cars. And I went up to him and said, hey man, congratulations on your success. Right, and it was he. She was. She was. You know, had the decked out glasses. But I felt I should say that because I feel like everybody else, no one gets that enough. Like he, he's done something. Yeah. You know, why do we always have to go to think it's drugs or think it's something bad? Maybe he's just worked his ass off, and he just did a massive deal, and he's taken two weeks to close that, and he's been building the relationship. But no, we all. A lot of people are just trained to go. He was given it, father, drug money. Now, hang on a second, dude. Yeah, the mindset of, uh, it, it's really a, it's a jealousy mindset. It's envy. It's a mindset. Yeah, it's the agreed. enough mindset. Yeah. You've got more than enough. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Who, who, who wrote the book, uh, The Millionaire Mindset? Uh, people will know as soon as I say they're like, oh, Jason, you should know that. It, it's on my nightstand table. I've read it. But he tells a story. He tells a story in the book very similar to what you just told right. about he, you know, he had made it, you know, right. he had owned, I think, gyms and he had made a lot of money right. in gyms, but he was still very connected to his community and right. volunteer work. And right. he bought a very nice Jaguar at the time. This is back, I think, early 90s, late 80s. And he was delivering, this is the story, he was delivering packages of food Thanksgiving week into a low, uh, you know, depressed, underserved area. And when he came back to his new Jag, it was scratched. And he's thinking, well, I'm here helping. What? And and he he said that this idea is you must have done something wrong. You're greedy. You're right. a jerk. You're a dick. You know. But the, no, that's not what it is. So yeah. So let's talk about the success right. mindset because that's what you have. That's what I have. That's right. what our listeners have right. because they are success mindset oriented people. Not enough. They want more, not for themselves, but to make impact. So let me ask you this: as an entrepreneur, because this store, this this show is all about successful entrepreneurs. Right. How you create it. How did you get your start as an entrepreneur? People are gonna either believe this or not. So I, my career started as a magician. Yeah, you stole my pen last night. I did, I, yeah, <laughs> exactly, did I give back? <laughs> so I started my career as a, not a musician, M-U-M-A, magician. And I wanted to play pro soccer. Like I was, it was between professional soccer or football, right? We call it soccer, or entertainment. And, you know, when I was five years old, I remember, you know, this standard story, you get shown a trick by your uncle, you know, every uncle knows a good magic trick. I don't know where, you do the finger, yeah, the, look, you know the... <laughs> whether it's bad or good, I got shown this trick and it, it just intrigued me. It was a hook. Then from five till about 13, I was like, I'm all into soccer. Like I wanted to be a pro. I got, was about to get offered some kind of in Australia at the time. We weren't really a big 
sports soccer team were getting there, they were saying, listen, if you keep playing like this as a right wing, you, like you'll be in juniors, you'll, be, you'll play pro. But then I had to make a decision between like soccer and entertainment. And I was like, I just felt there's more like, you know, fun with entertainment. I was like, well, I can travel, I can, there, there was the world, right? I was like, soccer, but I want to feel, but magic, I'm with people, I'm on stage, like I'm, I'm in the spotlight, right? So I chose being a magician and then when at 15, I saw David, you remember David Blaine? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the viewers, David Blaine was this street magician that I believe he did it. What he did super well is Copperfield was the guy with the white shirt and the model and the, the boxes and big, beautiful. But David took the magic to the people. He took it to the street. That was the tagline. And he turned the camera from, from him to them. And there's a lot of things that I learned watching that, was that, 2000 and, what was that, 15, 2004, 2003, right? That I've le understood today. Like it's about not the performer or not the star or, or you, it's about the guests, it's about yeah. the people. So he turned it back on the people of the reaction. So when people are watching the show, they're like, I, wow, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm entertained by the reaction and I want to feel what that's like. So I started learning magic tricks, man. And like, I went all in. I went all in of learning how to do card tricks, coin tricks, you're in your room, you come home, you know, at the time we were just getting DVDs, like, you know, so you put the DVD and you're practicing the move over and over and over again. And I tell people, I was just the kid that learned it longer than you. Like some guys do piano, some guys learn how to surf, some guys learn how to code. I was the magic guy, that's it. There was no like, because I had a gift. No, it's just, I just loved it. I was like super passionate about it. All you do every day and you're in the, and you know, you're playing with cards, you know? And that skyrocketed my career to 30 countries, 57 million views. I work with, the, the, we call it the billion dollar companies or the Fortune 100, right? I work with the biggest and the best and I saw the best parties in the world and I brought an experience to an event that people, doesn't matter, black, white, Asian or Caucasian, gay or straight, 15 or 55 from India to Indianapolis, doesn't matter. Like when you're in a room and you're making people just in wonder, it brings people together. Yeah. Like they would use, it was, I don't understand, I was used really as a marketing ploy, but no one wants to use it like that. You know, you get an entertainer to bring the, to elevate the room, to bring people together so people have an experience. That's what it is. But I was really paid a lot of money to bring countries together. There'd be like sometimes five countries in a room and the Arabs would be here, the Indians would be here, the Europeans would be here. No one knows where the hell I'm from, right? They're like, who is this Indian Ricky Martin dude from, you know, at the time. Still had good hair at the time too. But then I, they would use me on stage and I would get booked for a lot of global Asian events because they need someone to bring them together. Because there's a lot of, you know, you know, throughout the world, there's like, you know, bombings in one country, politics in another. So like, let's bring Jay in, let's get him to do a show and bring people together. So like, that was a, that was a move for me for, you know, 15 years, man. So did you, with the magic, because right. that is a technical, job you're the technician you're doing it it's kind of like a lawyer or a cpa highly skilled so highly skilled in yeah. one area yeah did you build a business around that or was it more, more just performance and you just 
continue to capitalize on your ability to do it or did you build a business around Listen, that? Listen, you know, I would love to say, yeah, from 15, I had the entrepreneurial mindset. No, that would be a lie. There's no need to lie. Like it's, I would just knew, now I understand what I did. I just knew how to get in front of people and keep people's attention and then how to promote, self-promote. Because in Australia, we didn't have agents. We didn't really have, Americans, you have managers and everything. There's a lot of people who want part of the deal or part of you. It was very much like solo. Like what, what do you do when you're 16 and you want to like, you want to get gigs as a magician? There's no like, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all self, you're getting business cards printed out, you're doing restaurant magic to get your name out there. You know, you're trying to get on TV because you know TV's cool. So it was, it was very much like, how did oh, I get more people to see me? And then I realized people weren't paying me for the magic tricks, they were paying me for the personality. Yeah. Right. And I talk about this all the time. People aren't buying your product, Jason. They're buying you. Period. Right. Like if we asked everybody right now, why do you watch the show? They'd be like, well, we have a good guest. But deep down, they're like Jason Duncan. They're not watching this because, yeah, you may have a good guest and that's going to be interesting. But they like you for you. They're giving you the five stars because of really you. And when people can get that into the mindset of 2022 of where things are going, it's like, oh, that makes sense now, right? And you, you, know, you look at people that you admire or you look up to, a lot of these people, you're buying things from them, you're listening to them. Are they the expert? Yes and no, but more so that you're listening to them because you like them, that you connect with them on something. Yeah. So when they bring out a book, they bring out a perfume line, they bring out a speaking tour, right? I'm not sure if you've told your guests about what you're doing coming up, you know, but when you, when you, when you get that out there, people are going to be part of that because dude, I like the guy, but you know, well, and you've got, you've obviously honed that personality and you light up a room and right. You know, I, I, we first engaged right. through Instagram, right. which can be uh, very fake in so many ways, but after spending a very long evening over right. dinner and drinks right. last night, it's like, you are the guy that's the same guy on Instagram, I try, I do, I try, you're the same man. guy. Yeah, I, you know, because for me, you know, this is what I like about Australia, actually. We're very down to earth and very authentic. We don't get caught up in the smoke and whistles of, and I lived in LA for two and a half years. We don't get caught up in the, you know, the, the chains and the, you know, like turn it up and like just the, we call it the fake it till you make it thing. Like, we, no, it's, you know, we, we, we're very, we're just very raw, you know, and I, and the one thing I've realized, Jason, traveling so much by myself for a long time, you know, cause I would go to, you know, I'd fly to Thailand, do an event, you know, and I'm not going back home. Like I'm traveling by myself. I'm not married and have a girlfriend. Like I was very much the, the kid, the magic guy, like looking around, okay, where can I go? Where can I eat? All you have is your confidence and all you have is yourself. You can't fake it by when you're yourself. Like you, you, you have to be, you might as well be you because you don't have anything to base it off. Like you don't, you can't go out and fake, you're in a country, like just be, a, like just be your natural fun self because that, that's, what's going to attract the right people in my opinion and you know you in today's day people are so guarded now because they've been burnt they don't know who to trust anymore so like that authenticity will shine through so when did you decide to move from magic into public relations when the pandemic happened yeah yeah really? it's just new man yeah it's brand, like pr is it's brand new you know i was speaking so i went from magic to speaking 
to, I worked on TV and I ran a nightclub and we can talk about all these things in the interim. Cause I was, you know, trying to figure out where I was meant to be. I was living in Asia. I wasn't really happy. I was going back to Australia and I was constantly thinking, do I have to stay here? And I was always trying to find a new country to go and maybe shine in, you know? And I was speaking as well with the magic cause I would do the magic and I was like, well, this guy on stage is speaking, getting way more money than me. And also like getting way more impact and he can move people. And I was like, I can, I can do that. Like that guy can do it. I can do it, you know? So I was speaking, but I wasn't happy speaking because when you're speaking to a corporation, they engage with you, they like you, they listen, but they don't take action. They can't, you know, it's, it's hard for them because there's, it's hierarchy, you know? And I was doing it. And I think the biggest thing for me for so long, Jason was like, I was pushing something uphill, trying to push something uphill and it wasn't working. And I thought as an entrepreneur, that's what you have to do. Like you got to struggle, right? Dude, when the pandemic happened and I couldn't do that anymore, literally different lane, boom. Like boom, like. That happened to so many people. No, but, but for so me, I know, but man, like it's, it, it's amazing because you think you get told that you have to struggle for 10 years when you're building something. Well, you know, this is my own insecurity and ego and, and, and thought process, right? But my limiting belief, I have to, I'm struggling. Okay, this is what I have to do. I have to keep making phone calls. And I was like, I was nudging things. It just wasn't working. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And, I, and you know, the problem worse is you see other dudes come in to the game. You're like, how is he doing it? Like, well, I'm way better than him, better talented, <laughs> more skillful, better promotion, like something, you know, and then immediately when the pandemic happened, and I couldn't do that anymore. I like, what can I control? What do I, who do I really want to serve and help? And who, who can I really like shine? We, we just turned on the person, like the PR for personal branding and helping people get in the media. It just went to like zero to 150%. Same work ethic, same me, same really skill set, just, and now I'm like in my zone, I'm in play, you know? So you started, like, yeah, that's exactly, I, I, I didn't know that. And, and last night, you know, I was telling you, I don't normally, I'm not, I'm normally more inquisitive when I meet people over dinner, but right. I purposefully didn't ask a lot of questions yeah. last night because I wanted to wait until the show. Right. I wanted to discover, so I obviously didn't know that. Now I'm gonna yeah. guess that Ace of Spades, your agency, is now I know why you named it. I Ace love of Spades it. Yeah. because of cards. Yeah, cards are yeah. Being the number one because when you're in a poker game, right? That's it. You got an Ace of Spades. People, are, oh yo, and you drop that, you confident, you know? That's great. Yeah. So you started that after obviously here here in the last couple of years because of the pandemic in Miami, and that's where you're based, or is it is Dude, it more? I was in, yeah, I was in LA, and I was in LA because I was trying to also do TV hosting too. Like you know, when you go to Los Angeles, I went to LA because of like the entertainment aspect. I'm like, well, let me be based in LA. This is I think I mentioned to you this last night, like how back before the pandemic, in in the space that I play, LA, New York was the place. Like you can't Sydney. You don't want to be in Sydney. You need to be in America, like in the the scene of the scene, to at least have the most opportunity. So I was living in LA. I was trying to get my name out there, doing TV and doing whatever I could, right, as you do in LA. And then when the pandemic happened, I thought typical Australian me, like I thought it was going to be a phase. You know, you know when it. When I remember I was in Vegas speaking March, was it twelfth or thirteenth, and I was speaking to five hundred event planners in Vegas, right. 
the next day they called New York City, they said shut it down. And I thought it was gonna be like a week thing. And then it finished up and then I was living in LA and I was, it started getting worse, the riots. And I said, dude, I'm, I'm out. Like, and this mask thing is getting too out of hand. And someone's <laughs> like, have you ever thought of Florida? And I said, really? Like, no, like you, I know of Florida, but I ne I'm not even present to Florida. Cause when you come to America, New York, Miami, New, New, sorry, New York, LA, New York, LA, you don't think of, well, let me go to Boca Raton, you know what I mean? Or Brickle in, in Miami, no. So someone's like, dude, Florida is not shutting down. <laughs> They don't want you to even wear clothes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, all right. So, all right. Okay, the gateway to Latin America. Okay, cool. So I came in April 2021. Yeah, man. And like, you know, I was there and I was, I was, it just started to, to shine, you know, and now it's, Everyone from everywhere in the world is trying to come. I do. I think it's the number one city in the world to live. First, I believe that, and I'm Miami? not. I and I really believe that because of what, from from what's available. Like I know Nashville's amazing, and you hear, but from the 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 lifestyle to the people to the opportunities, it's just open and staying open. And I the amount of new people from around the world that are trying to get in, like. The, re the rents are going up like crazy. Property is like boom, 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 boom. Well, talk to talk to me about Ace of Spades. So right. tell me about the agency, what you specialize in and how you do, what's your unique value proposition? We're gonna take a break from our show right now to bring you our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. All right, thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Yeah, well, I, what I realized getting into this where, where I'm noticing the, the market marketing world is and people are going is like people are wanting to know the person behind the product and the brand. Like most people want to get to know, yeah, I like, the, I like this juice, but who are the owners behind the juice? What do they stand for? What do they care for, right? Buyers now have so many more decisions. They're educated buyers now. They know that like there isn't three things to choose from. You know what I mean? Like there's too many options now. So now how else do you, from a buying customer psychology, buying power, how do you get people and like get them to listen to you? Well, it's, it's, the, it's the brand, it's the person really. So I realized that people now throughout the pandemic, people are so more connected now so people now need to sell themselves. People have been hiding behind a, a, like sometimes a product for so long. Now they're like, hey man, I wanna to get to know the guy behind that. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a candle, right? I, I can really, I've got the money, I'm a qualified buyer, I need a candle. So I've got five choices, 
before I invest this money into a candle, maybe a candle's a bad example, right? <laughs> but it could be anything. It could be a coach. Yeah. could be especially a realtor. Like realtors is my perfect case study example. Like how many realtors in Miami? I have to sell my house. I want some money for next year. I want, I'm done. I need some cash. I want to sell it. Who am I going to give my business to? There are five realtors in front of me. Everyone's qualified to help me sell it. Well, that's what they say. So how, who am I choosing? So to kind of long story short, I built this agency because I realized people need to grow their personal brand. And people, the ones that understand, it's like a light bulb's going off. They're like, oh, wow, I get it now. I understand and when I build this, I can just exponentially grow anything I want to grow. And like whether you like Grand Cardone or not like Grand Cardone, don't look at, just look at the, from an outer perspective, don't look at the man or his character or whatever you feel weird. Look at what he's done from a personal branding. He's, he's raising you know, money now, all driven on his personal brand. Yeah. He's not even the best real, he's not, he's not even a real estate really guy, right? But he's built all this income and impact from growing people to know him. Look at other people that you know, look at some of the biggest celebrities, like George Clooney started a tequila brand. He ain't a tequila guy, he's got nothing to do with it. He's an actor. He's from, what's the show, ER, you know? He's a doctor from ER. That's just a guy, a handsome dude that didn't make it till he was, I think he was 45. He's just, I think he just sold his tequila company recently for, you know, a, over a billion or a very high millions. But that's all from building the personal brand. That's all from people getting to know you. So because I really feel like I've had the results in the space that I play, Jason, I was like, I can do this. The personal branding thing is interesting, and I know you mentioned Grant, and I, I, it is my opinion, I don't think anybody on the planet has right. done a better job, at least in, a, in the American Western world, has done a better job of personal branding than Grant. I agree. Which, which yeah, it, it, love him or hate him, dude's, dude's killing it in the yeah. personal brand space. Why do, you think, why, do you think it's, why do you think people resist building personal brands? Because I believe everything you said about needing the personal brand behind what you do. Realtors is a great example. Right. Because there's 15,000 realtors in Nashville. It's more than listings are available, and they mostly suck. And, and, and if you're listing and you're a realtor in Nashville, listen, most of you guys suck. You don't, you don't provide anything, right. and you're not also doing personal brand. Now, I happen yeah. to know some amazing realtors, and I've got some that have been on the show, so right. I'm not talking about them, but why do you think people resist building a personal brand? Do you want to know the real answer? I do. They're scared. They're scared, scared of what? Scared of what? Because I, I don't disagree, but scared of what? Scared of putting themselves out there. It's not strategy. It's not, I don't know what to post. That's petty. It all comes down to fear. Fear of showing themselves. Fear of like revealing themselves. People have been hiding behind a business card and that photo in that billboard. You love the realtor photos. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> Call me. I'm ready for you. You know, I'm the guy for you with my nice beauty before Rolex. One shot. Okay, I'm done for the whole year. Personal brand done. All right, take the tie off. Let me put the flip flops on. People are now, they're just scared, man. You know, we, in our agency, we've, you know, we've got two models. We've got the a la carte service where you can come in and go, hey, Jay, I want to, you know, build my authority in the press or get verified on Instagram. You know, we can make that happen and it's a service, more of a transaction. Hey, it's like a buy this, get this. But my passion is building someone's personal brand to make them a celebrity in their way. And the first thing that comes up, right, the first I call it vomit comes up, I call it the vomit. Like, I need you to vomit out all your excuses right now. I tell, you know, these clients are, People who built up companies, right? We don't work with people that are working sort of 
in the business and they're like in the CEO grind, which usually someone that's sort of like exited, right? Exit without exiting. Exit without exiting. The company's running without them or they've sold the company. That The money's not their motivator. Legacy is. They're like, listen, I've built something. I know what I know. I want someone to help me expand it. So I asked them, okay, I want you to vomit up, vomit up all your fears. What's going on? And it's always just comes down to, listen, I'm just... I'm never, I'm public, ski, public speaking, I'm terrified about. I never put myself out there and I've never revealed myself. So I think one of the reasons why is people just have never give, been given the permission or shown how to do it without thinking they have to be me, right? I've come from, an, I've come from a business where it's all about one thing, selling me, entertainment, man. You know, musician, magician, I'm a showman. Me, me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. So people think that, once again, going back to black and white, yin and yang, like, like the pendulum thing. Well, I don't want to be that guy, so I'm just going to be my normal self. Dude, there's a way to articulate yourself so you don't have to change you. We just have to bring the best version out of you. Yeah. So I think it just comes down to the, the, the feeling of like showing people how to do it and then you know, giving them the confidence, man. I love, I love that answer, and I actually shared this on another episode of the show that there's a guy named Osho who's like, actually, I don't know how old, how long ago he lived, but he said the greatest fear to overcome for mankind is the opinion of other people yeah. about you. You know, I butchered the quote, yeah. but that, but that, no, no, I, I, think, that. I think that's what it is. The greatest fear that we have to overcome is the yeah. other people's opinions. And I deal with it. it, it right. We call it imposter syndrome. Right. We think, hey, I'm not the guy that everybody thinks that I might be. And they, right. if, if that guy ever stood up and said, he's not who he is, says he is, we all fear that. So you've built a, an agency to help people not only overcome that, but to capitalize on the fact that they can build a brand to serve customers better, to get success. So this is the root of all success. So let me, let me ask you a specific question. Right. So how do you, Jay, define the word success? The way I define success, I call it the word winning. I like the word winning. Winning is doing what you want, whenever you want, however you want, with whoever, whoever you want. And like being able to wake up for me and like go and create and do, dude, that's, that's called success because the money will come. The money's there, right? But the feeling of like creating and going and doing and traveling anytime with no rules, like prove to me I'm wrong with that. Like really, if we took all those quotes that you, you asked those people like, and we put mine, let's get a vote, right? And it's, I think it's more than freedom because freedom, yes, we all want that. But the ability to have the, the power to just, I can go and do like that's that's magic man so with that as a definition do you consider yourself to be a successful person yeah yes i, I love, do yeah i love i love the confidence there yeah I, you know it's it's i i have taken a step back from you know and there are so many things i could tell you more about why, why people don't build a personal brand labels are a big thing that we have to be careful about labeling ourselves because it puts us in a place where this is how i'm at you know where i'm at and what I should be like. Stop labeling yourself. Like, but in a way, yeah, man. Yeah, I just. So what's interesting about that? When I asked, I asked that almost 99.9% .9 of guests that come on the show, I ask that question. And when I don't ask, it's because I forgot to ask it. It's not because I didn't want yeah. to. 
Um, but when I ask the question, I get variations of the answer you gave. But I think you're right. I think people are, I think most successful people see success the way you described it, but in their own language. And right. it's about control. It's about freedom and, and right. be able to make those options, having yeah. options to make yeah. choices that you want to make. Right. So what's, what's also interesting about this, Jay, and this is why I actually started the show, is when I started coming into success as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur myself for the last decade or so, I began as a student of humans, right. like sitting down across tables like right. this with people, across cigar, right. dinner, whatever. How, how did you do what you did? And I would ask questions to find out how did this person become so successful? And what I found and discovered was there are these five things that happen in every story. Okay. And at first I didn't know that. I didn't walk in thinking, there's probably these five. And I started discovering it and I went back and I thought, okay, now I want to have a conversation. Now that I've identified that these things happen every time, okay. I want to have conversations about those five things. Right. So here's what I'd like to do. Right. So for the remaining amount of our time, I want to dial in and you can agree or disagree, but okay. I want to see if these show up in your story. Okay. Is that cool? Let's roll. <laughs> so the first and most important key to success, and I call them keys because uh, it's like a key unlocking a door. Right. If, you want to, if you want to be successful, there's a key, specifically five keys, that unlock it. The first and foremost that I've discovered is passion. Okay. And I want to ask you about it, but I want to explain what I mean by that because most people think passion is I'm excited about it. I love it. I get emotion. Okay, that's that is agreed. That is a part of passion. Right. But what I'm actually talking about, and what I found in everybody's success stories, it's the mental side of passion, not the emotional side. And here's what I mean: passion, the word actually means willing to endure. If you go back and look at the yeah. etymology of the word. So for example, and I use this example a lot, when we call it the passion of the Christ, when the last week that Jesus went alive, was alive and went to the cross, we call that the passion week. And I always wondered, and I was a pastor and I never knew, he doesn't seem excited about this. Right, right, right. <laughs> There's not a lot of enjoy, like excitement. Right. Well, then when I discovered that the word passion actually means willing to endure for a cause, it I thought, everything, whoa. Right? Yeah. So what I discovered, Jay, is that in every entrepreneur's story, that's the first key they used to unlock the door of success, is that they were willing to endure for the thing that they were building, and that's what helped lead them. So with that as my pitch on what passion is the first key, do you agree? And if so, where did that happen in your story becoming successful? So I agree. I don't know if it's the first thing that I would, if you asked me this without telling me what you, where you started, I don't know if passion would come up, but I love the way that you said endure because when I traveled to so many countries, yes, I love traveling, but I was trying to find out who I was. And I've done more things than magic. You know, I ran a nightclub. I, you know, worked out for a digital media agency. Like I was never, I was trying to find who I was. So in a way, but I've always known like, I'm gonna do this, like there's, there's more, there's more, there's more. But enduring that rejection throughout those multiple years, right? Rege dealing with like people not understanding me, people like not, me not feeling like I'm connecting with people as much as I can connect with people, but not really deep down in my soul. The ability to push through and, and, and dealing with no money for a long time, mm. right? ups and downs of the entertainment industry, ups and downs of anything and not just not having a clear path. It sucks, man. It really sucks. You know, because a lot of people, they know how much money they're making, what are they doing next year? People are like, what are you doing in January? Dude, I don't know what I'm sometimes I was doing next week or tomorrow. And that that's extremely taxing yeah. on me. So 
the ability to endure is, is the conditioning of that is very powerful if someone can learn it from a young age. I've been doing it for so long and to sort of to move on forward with what you're saying, when the pandemic happened and someone was like, man, how are you so calm with this? Right, so dude, this isn't the first time I've been without a job and no money. This is a, this is another day for me, bro. Like it's fine. Like this is not a problem for me. Oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. So that ability to like withstand and I like the word condition because I think like just dude, like is this a, is this all you got for me today? You know. So I like that, man. Yeah, yeah well, passion to endure. I, th I think, you know, a lot of people would call that perseverance, but I think yeah. it's more than perseverance. I think passion, as described the way I described, right. is a little different than perseverance. But I also don't discount the fact that you got to enjoy what it is that you do. But I think the bad advice that so many uh, want to be entrepreneur mentors tell young people who want to be entrepreneurs, man, just find something you really like and do that. Well, there's so many broke people who did try to do business and what they liked and it didn't work. Dude, how many singers are on the street and no one knows them and they're broke. How many magicians tried it? How many magicians that are it. broke? How many dancers? You know how many people in LA that are incredible dancers? How many actors that are still, still trying to make it? Because mm -hmm. they love it. Dude, something isn't working, yeah. right? How can we take you, build you up, maybe bring in another piece of revenue? How do we put you in a higher place? Like, I get it, man. Well, that's why I believe that there's five keys because if it, it, it ain't just one, it takes more than one. So, so passion is the first okay. one, and they all start with P, by the way. So yeah. it's helped. Help. Right. You know, as an old pastor, I got to do alliteration. Yeah, I got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no poem. Dude, I have mine. I have my. I have my. I have my four C's. <laughs> yeah, we all got to have yeah, that. Yeah. So the second uh, key that I found in everybody's story is being at the right place at the right time, and this is where. Um, you know, people perceive it as luck, and, and sure, sure, there are right. times when luck happens, but I found that the harder I work, the luckier I get. The more places I put myself in, the more right places I end up being in. It's a good way to look at it. And so with you, was there a right place at the right time that made you uh, go to that next level that pushed you towards success? No. <laughs> Never? I, I like, I don't know if it's just my I, my ego not allowing to say someone like that because I just, I just, how do I, how do I answer this correctly? I feel like there are times in life and I don't, I can't be like that was the time. There are opportunities like that the universe, the big man upstairs, whoever, whatever you believe, just goes, here's one, here's another. And I think it's the ability to say yes and just know from your gut to whether to jump in. I've been in a lot of countries, a lot of places, man, and I push the countries thing a lot because when you're in different countries, you're with different cultures yeah. and different mentalities. And I'm not hanging out with like my age people who are like everything, you know, every place I've been to, I was there in San Francisco when Uber was just coming out. Right when like the tech guys are all just these twenty-two-year-olds making forty mil with like and not knowing what to do to like sitting on the street with a dollar soup in Vietnam, like watching like the guys go home with the girls, like you know, just like it was just a fascinating thing to understand. So I've been in these situations, but like you, you go, there's going to be opportunities, and you've there are you got to just take them. 
I don't know if I'm giving you the perfect answer. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you why I think that there is a right place and right time for you. And I'm going to tell you based on what I've heard about your story. Okay. So you are in the personal branding space. Right. That is your thing. Right. If you go back 10 years, that doesn't work. Because personal brand, well, maybe 15. Let's go back to when personal branding. So if you said, hey, I've, I'm a magician. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to start a PR agency. I want to do this 15 years ago. Personal branding is not a big deal 15 years ago. Now it's the perfect time, the perfect place in America. Sure. So I think that there is, it, whether or not it's a huge key, I think it's part of the story, right? right. Yeah. So if you said to me 15 years ago that I'm going to have a PR agency, I'd be like, what is PR? Yeah, per? Yeah. What is per? Well, I have a PR agency? <laughs> Dude, I'm, 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 I'm the star. Like, no. Yeah. It's so. Well, let me talk, let's talk about the third key. So you got passion, you got to be in the right place at the right time. The third, the third key to success that I found is that every successful entrepreneur has people, the right person that they, that helped catapult them. Now, it could be a negative influence yeah. or a positive influence, or it could be multiples of either side of that. But can you think back in your life as an entrepreneur and how you were able to succeed, not only as a magician, uh, but the other things you've done, nightclubs and, and right. uh, the digital agency, and now your own agency and PR agency, is there a person or persons, you don't have to name them, but are there a person or persons you can say, man, if I hadn't met that person or if I hadn't been at this event where he or she was, I, I don't know that my story would have turned out the same way. Yeah, I'm like this. So people are everything. People have everything you need, right? And in throughout the adventures and the stories, there have been people in my life that, and you know, maybe this is where the number two comes in, right? I'm always a big fan of backtracking on how I got to like know you. And it's like, ah, oh, that person from that person, that person. When I first came to America, there was a guy named David Kang and he really helped me get my feet in LA. He was a big casting director. We were great friends. And he helped me out with some money at the time too. Like he was there as my backbone. But I got introduced to him by knowing a colleague of his in Vietnam and I was in a nightclub at the time and I met her and I just put myself out there and met up for with her for lunch and got to know her. And she said, you got to talk to my friend who that person who's gonna help you get to America. So that was a catalyst for me. So there have been people in my life that I think it's never been the first person. It's that's never, I've never met that one guy who's like, I'm gonna help you. It's always, you're gonna meet this person and it just, has helped me blossom in multiple different things, yeah. And I've never put, I've never gone and knocked and asked for it, like, hey, I'm looking for a coach, I'm looking for this person. I think for me, Jason, I, when I've, my strategy is I just met so many people and some people stick and some people don't stick. And it's, it's like, even me saying this right now, like, there's probably, hundreds of thousands of people I've met, but like there's only been a few that stick. And isn't that interesting? Like you've got to meet a lot of people for the, to meet the right ones. You know, and I think sometimes we get caught up and like, man, I, I can't find anyone. Like, dude, I know it's classic, but like go meet more people. Like, you know, they don't like me. Like, dude, there's like 8 billion people in the world. And, and it's interesting now I'm present to what, you know, I'm thinking of all the people that I met, but like, man, there's a lot of people I met that like, just being like, hi, nice to meet you. Like or like I've got my phone book. I'm like, dude, I, I never spoke to him again, you know? So yeah, I think there are, it's been through one, one or two people, but yeah. So that's also why I'm so 
glad to do this show because I get to meet amazing people. And, and I'm honored, really, that you came here to do this. How did we Because when, when I picked you up at the hotel last night, we were talking, and we're like, how did we originally meet? And, and how we get to connected to people, because who knows where this is going to lead. We don't right. know. There might be somebody listening now yeah. that says about you, they, I need to know this guy, and then his or her life is going to take off, and you're going to get more opportunities, and I'm going to get more. Knowing the right people is such a great key. So we got passion, we got being uh, being the right place at the right time, knowing the right people. So the last two, I'm going to kind of put kind of put together. But I have a, a theory about your story that I want to see what I want to see what you say first okay. before I share. share. Okay. But the fourth one is preparation. Okay, it's having the know-how to pull off the thing. So for example. Uh, I'm not prepared to be successful in political science or to be successful in a PR firm. Yeah. Like that's not, I'm not prepared for that because I don't have the background. Yeah. Um, I think people who are successful had the preparation and it's the 10,000 hour rule that Michael Glad Malcolm Gladwell talked about. Yeah. And you have that 10,000 hour rule, being on stage, being in front of people, understand right. the personal brand. I think that's what yours is. I'll give you the opportunity to respond, but I'm gonna talk about the fifth one yeah. and we'll put them together. Fifth one's plan. And it's the financial capital. Like, do you have the plan to financially capitalize the thing that you're doing? Because it <laughs> takes money to make it. And so some people are like, I had no plan at all, but it worked. So I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna hear your story of where preparation and plan played into Jay being so successful. Not only as a magician, but now as an as Ace of Spades yeah. agency. Okay, so preparation, a thousand percent, right? Like, and because I, under, I remember clearly sitting in my room taking a pack of cards and like practicing how to hold them for two months. Because you, if I give you a pack of cards and you hold them, you hold them like this. How do you hold them like a magician so when you deal the cards are just like, it's, it's magic. That took me two months just to get your fingers and your brain to connect and, and just to find the incre increments of how to make it look good. It went to fan out a pack of cards took me six months. Six months dropping the cards over and over. To flick a card out and catch it, three months. Like, so I understand that preparation element so much. And when you're so involved in it, and you're like, I'm gonna make this work, you, it just, you, that's all you do. That's, that's, all you that's all you have. Because with a magic trick, it's very clearly to be seen if you're a good magician or a bad magician, right? It's like someone who deals at cards, like if you've ever been in the casino, like that, guy, that guy's been dealing for a while. He's done it so long, so long, so long. So the preparation before getting on stage or doing a magic trick, my analogy was get in the deep end though. I will learn very quickly by putting myself in a place where I'm gonna learn fast. I don't tippy turn my way into something. It's like, I'll jump in the deep end and, and, and drown a little bit. Because when I drown, I'm like, because that's reality for me. Like, I'm not gonna get on a stage and sort of burn, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> oh, wow, I really need a lot of work. But then you know the conditioning, right? Coming back to what I said before, I'm conditioned myself. So getting to that place, you know, people ask me like, how have you, how, how are you so comfortable on stage and you can captivate a room? Dude, I've been doing it since I was like 14. Like multiple stages, I'm 33 now, right? If you're doing that constantly two or three gigs a week, like it's supposed to look not easy now. Like how may maybe, and I'm just speaking my mind, maybe the agency has done so well because the way I position, maybe it's been 16 years of preparation. 
right? 16 years, magic to me was like my sword, like I'm a soldier. TV hosting was my hat. Running a nightclub and how to manage people was my, was my other armor, you know? Speaking on stage was my, was my ankle brace. Maybe I'm just like an elite soldier now that it's taking me 16 years to eventually play in different battles. That's not working, I'm not working at, and now I'm in the, in the right arena, like the gladiator, and I'm like this ultimate super soldier. Yeah. So anything, next. That preparation is so, so important. And that's why I think if you take that preparation key and, and, and put it against or juxtapose it against passion, right. that's why so many people fail because they follow what they enjoy as a, yeah. what they call passion, but they aren't prepared to succeed in it. Yeah. That's why they fail. Yeah. Now, if you put those together, oh, okay, now we're talking a different thing. So you, you, your preparation was in 10,000 hours of doing card tricks, 10,000 10, hours of being on stage, 10,000 hours of shaking hands and kissing babies. But, but and, Jason, you know the thing of what I'm interested now, I think it accumulates, yes, the skill set of magic tricks is one thing, but there's also a skill set of people. Absolutely. People, like there's multiple different skill sets. Like how do you walk into a room and get everybody to know you? How do you walk into a room and get every, and you should be learn how to shake someone's hand so they take you seriously? That's a skill set. So I think what I was doing is I was learning mini skill sets in one. Because no one really goes out to like how to work a room course. You probably could now, maybe in 2022, but like you start to learn all these skills and I think it stacks. I think it's a stack thing. Like you just boom, 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 boom. And then you just, after so many years, right? It's like, yeah. Have you ever read the book, The Charisma Myth? No. Oh, you should read that. Okay. When you were just talking about the skill of shaking hands, yeah. her book, Cabane, uh, I think is her last name, and, and I've, I, she's, I don't think she's an entrepreneur, but she's an author and very good. Right. This book is really good. But the charisma myth is all about the myth of what charisma actually is. It's okay. really power, presence, and warmth. Okay. That's her, that's her theory. Now, it's really good, but yeah. she has a whole section on presence and warmth and how handshakes can can either help with that or detract from it, and I, pr I promise you, when you go read it because of what you do, right. you're gonna love it. And and I don't get paid for her to telling her about the <laughs> book, but go read it because what she talks about and how to connect with people. When I read that, I started practicing. Yeah, holy. I'll tell you, I went to this event yeah. at, at a colleague that you and I both know. Yeah. I went to an event, and there's some pretty high-level people there. And I just read it and had been practicing right. this this presence thing with a handshake. Right. And I went to these people, these high-level people that don't know me from right. Adam, and two of them that day, without me asking, said, hey, take my cell phone number. Call me anytime you need something. Wow. And it's like, holy crap, this stuff works. Wow. There's so much to what you're doing that I think people discount. They think, why would I need to pay a guy to tell everybody that I'm good? Right. There's, there are subtle things that you can learn, and I think you prepared yourself as a magician. That's why your agency is going to be so successful long-term, right. because you prepared yourself for that. Now, what about the plan? How did you figure out how to uh, deploy the financial capital to I make was this broke. work? <laughs> dude. <laughs> Let's like, get real. Dude, come on, man. Like, listen, look, and you know what? Like, one thing I want to share with everybody, what I just did, voice the obvious. Dude, that label of being broke, and I'm still sometimes broke, you know what I mean? Like, well, like really, like, there's so much more money to make, and I've got so many more things to do. Voice that, it's okay, laugh. Like, that's a charisma thing. Make, bring out your insecurities before the next person does. This is a PR, I'm giving you, like, an educational lesson and, a, and an advice we lesson strategy. We love it strategy. on the root of all success. Like, like bring out your insecurities first, then no one can sting you later. 
bring up, hey man, listen, I know I'm tall. I know I got some, I got some weight on me, you know what I mean? Or, hey, you know what, I know I talk a lot, I know I'm loud. Oh, okay, he already knows that, okay, well, cool. Like, he's, he's cool, like, he's down to earth, he's real. So, yeah, man, I was, I was broke for most of, nearly my whole life, you know what I mean? Like, be, because I didn't, I wasn't taught, you know, how to do the money thing, you know? And I feel like, I think so many people still aren't, you know, right? And it better bother me a lot too, because, you know, it's very hard not to see what other people are doing sometimes, because we are just observers and we're feelers and, you know, wow, he's got a boat or he's got this car and, you know, this 22 year old's like driving and flying first class, like, why not me, you know? But I always realize those, those people's stories aren't mine, you know? That's their page and their chapter. I'm writing my own book, you know? Dude, I'm writing my own novel right? And it's okay. Well, you figured it out though. In spite of being broke, you've built a very successful personal brand. You've built, built I mean, 57 million views on YouTube is no slouch. A million people following you on Instagram, no right. slouch. Yeah. And now you've got a, a brand, a branding agency, PR agency that's working with some really amazing talent. Yeah. Like you did have, you were able to figure that out somehow. Yeah. Right. And you know what, man, maybe, maybe like there's so many different ways for me to go, maybe why was I not making money or broke for a long time? Could it have been I didn't stick to one thing? Probably. Was it because I wasn't with the right people? Maybe. Was it right because I didn't have the right preparation? Maybe the right plan? Maybe all those things. But like the one thing I always tell people, it's like, I remember, you know, John Mayer, you know John Mayer, he said he woke up one day and he wanted to sing and play guitar. And that he's like, he goes, man, that's what I'm good at. For me, that wasn't the story. I didn't wake up one day and I want to be a magician and the biggest magician of all time. That's not how my brain took it. So I tell people like, listen, if one thing isn't working, maybe someone's listening right now and it's like, if it's not working, it's okay. No one told you you had to stick in that occupation. And I think now, Jason, with 2022, where things are going, like, you, there's no rules anymore. You notice that? Yeah, you know how cool that is? That you can literally, like, I was a pastor for 15 years. I am going to run a hot dog stand. Do it. Let's roll. I'm going to be the orange juice guy that when you come through the, the 95, I'm, I'm going to sell you $5 orange juices. I don't want to make millions of dollars. Do it, dude. Like, I think people have to understand that you can, you, you, there is no rules. And when you're blocked, ask yourself this, who's telling yourself that? I'm shy, I'm an introvert, no one's gonna help me. I don't have, who's, you know who's telling yourself that? Yourself, man. You are, you're telling yourself of where you're, why you're at, you're at where you're at. Like, I just, I'm, I'm big to like shake people out of their own kind of psyche sometimes. Like, Brayden, who's telling you that? And the pin will drop and they go, I told myself that. And they're like, and they can listen to their own like, oh shit. <laughs> That's really, really good, Jay. Well, let me, let me ask you to give some advice. Right. So listeners to the show are mostly entrepreneurs and they are on the whole spectrum. We've got, you know, billionaire entrepreneurs. We got all the way down to people that are, haven't even started their business yet. They're still W2 employees. They're trying to figure things out. Yeah. And, and then there's, there's people in between. They're right. building, growing, scaling, right. whatever. But I want you to think, let's go to the, to the, to the, to the startups guy, right. the, the guy, the girl out there that hasn't yet 
gotten going. They're a little afraid, just like you were when right, you started, right. like I was when I started. I want you now, out of, out of your years of success, decades of yeah. success as an entrepreneur, now building a, a, an amazing agency at Ace of Spades, what would you tell that person about getting started? What would you say if they're like, I don't know what to do, what would you say to that person? Don't freeze. Don't stay and stick st stagnant, right? Because when you stick stagnant, nothing happens. Move. Yeah. Every time I've always been in a position where I didn't know my next move, Jason, I said the way for myself to get out of this is action. Because like, I don't know. Like, it's not like I've been taught at like go, I didn't know I get to get a coach. I didn't have the financial resources. I didn't, you know, when am I gonna sit in my room and prepare, then I'll go out to the market. Like, dude, I'm just gonna start doing what I can know I can do. Go using my mouth, speak and sell. Go and talk to some people, right? Action. And take some action. And like for everybody listening, because when I, I, I know what happens when, when, when guests share things, things are gonna come up, as I mentioned. It's gonna evoke some emotion inside of people. You know what's gonna come up? I don't know who to call, right? I don't know what to say. I don't wanna look like a fool. My ego, okay, cool, man, awesome, what else you got? Start calling people. Hey, man, listen, this is what's up. Can you help me? That word, can you help me, is a very powerful word. In sales, in magic, in just everything. Hey, can you help me? People want to help you, Jason. Most people, no, dude. And who's going to say that? If you come with authenticity, hey, Jason, listen, this is where I'm at. I know we just met, or I've you know, known you for, you for a while. Can you help me? What do you need, Jay? That They may give you one thing that could literally change the trajectory of everything. And maybe you just need to get through that next level. I just feel like even for me, like we get caught up in our own head. We think no one's out to help us. Dude, it's like there people there. So I would say to anyone who's in a position, whether you're doing a dollar a day or a million dollars a day, we're at our own problems, right? Like uh, go ask people for help. Yeah, I love that. So let's finish our conversation by letting people know how to get in touch with you. So. Your Instagram game is amazing. We've got people got it. So how to, what's your Instagram yeah, handle? Yeah, check me out, JJ Live, at J-A-Y-J-A-Y-L-I-V-E. You'll see the, the show and the fun and, you know, it's, but this is me though, man. And I appreciate you saying like, I'm actually a lot deeper than people think. And I know there's a facade and listen, it's and show business. Yeah. You got to have a bit of a sizzle, but deep down, I truly do care. And I like, I'm people on my purpose. Yeah. Like the, the PR agency will never, it won't be forever. I know it, but it's, it's, a, it's a catalyst to maybe what I'm trying to move people to, like transforming. So J-A-Y, J-A-Y, live. Live, L-I-V-E. J-J live on Instagram. And what about Ace of Spades? How would people get in touch with Ace of Spades? Yeah, aceofspadesagency.com. Like if people are listening and go, listen, I'm resonating with this guy. I know I need people. I know I've got something inside of me, my message in my heart, in my head, my business that I want to, I want, I want to tell everybody, like I, I need some attention, I need some awareness, I need to get on TV, I need to build my social media. Like most people know they need to do it, they just need someone in their corner to help them get there. Yeah, well, Jay, it's been an honor, man. I'm so happy that we connected. Yeah, me too, thank uh, you. I'm even more happy that you wanted to be on the show and what my team reached out, like, yeah, we need to get this guy on the show. It's like done. And then you came here to Nashville, you flew in, and we had a great time last night here at the Standard having dinner and drinks, and it was fantastic to talk to you today on the show. Thank so, you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man, appreciate it. Thank you so much. 
Well, there you have it. Another successful entrepreneur who shared his perspective of these keys of success and what his definition of success is, is really kind of the same thing that you hear in and out every single week on this show, which tells you that your definition of success should match these folks. Because if you're thinking about anything different, money, wealth, greed, bigger boats, that's not what success is. Now, it might be a piece to what you're trying to accomplish, but it's not that. It's about having control, having freedom, having the options to do what you want, when you want, where you want, with whom you want, whenever you want. I love, I love what Jay said about that. And so make sure to go play this back. Go back and listen to what he said about that, that, that definition of success. If you want to be successful, these keys unlock that door of success for everybody, not just Jay, not just me, not just anybody else that's been on the show. You can use those keys too. So if I handed you a key to my house, that key works the door. And if you just go use it, you get in. These keys on this show that we talk about on the root of all success will unlock success for you. Passion, being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people, being prepared and having a good plan to make it happen. If you are an entrepreneur and you aren't being successful, you're not using the right keys. That's, that's what this show is about. So make sure you go use the keys. Now, let me tell you and invite you to something. So we, he mentioned it a little bit. We actually had a little funny interchange in the middle of our, our talk today about exit without exiting. And I know that my, current, my, my listeners who listen all the time know that. Like I'm the guy that teaches you how to exit without exiting. And what does that mean? Well, it means you can exit your business without selling it. You don't have to go through that liquidation event and then figure out what in the world to do next. What if you could build a business that you didn't have to sell, but you also didn't have to work in every day? The owner operator is not what you want to be. You want to be the owner investor. Well, that's what I teach as a coach every single day. And I've got an exit accelerator group coaching platform that I run through 12 weeks and we meet live eight times. If you are interested in doing that as a listener to the show, you get a special discount. Go to exitwithoutexiting.com. You can read all about it, look at it. And if you will send me a DM on the either LinkedIn or Instagram at the real Jason Duncan and say, hey, I heard the show. And even if you mentioned Jay, that'd be awesome too. I heard the show with you with Jay. I want that discount and I will send you a discount coupon code to take $500 off of that course. You can do that with me. It's live coaching. Learn how to exit without exiting. Learn how to live the exit lifestyle. Well, tune in again next time when we talk with yet another amazingly successful entrepreneur like Jay about his or her journey to success and learn how they use these keys and applied that. Until then, I'm the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Take charge of your business. Grow it from great to incredible. Join us again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.